Yes, g'day punters. Welcome to another massive edition of All In. Of course, it is Melbourne Cup week. It's Oaks week. And of course, State's Day on Saturday. We have a massive All In ready for you today. This is the Melbourne Cup edition. Make sure you are subscribing to the greattipoff.com YouTube. You'll be able to get uh, this and all other shows as they come up for the week. Welcoming not from, well, from Sydney, none other than Lewis Willoughby. How are you, Louis? Yeah, good, Gano. Good, Dino. Gee, you uh, sound like you're recording from a bathroom of some sort. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, no, it's, uh, it's, it is it's another grand final week, boys. I can't wait. We've played in so many grand finals. We're like the uh, Mighty Dragons team back in whatever era that was of the NRL, where they just kept winning and winning and winning. Uh, unfortunately, not like the Roosters and maybe Penrith are getting there, but nothing about that. It's about the horses. And Tuesday, of course, is the big one, the Melbourne Cup. Uh, and the big dance from Sydney. Don't forget about it. And the little dance and the barn dance. So I hope you're getting your shoes oh, on. Cool. Doing yeah, some exactly. I do have a tip for you in the, in the big oh, dance. But we'll, we'll beauty. The beauty. Yeah. yeah, very good. No, good to be here. Good stuff. And, uh, of course, yes, the reason why it sounds like I am recording this from a toilet is because I've walked into the hotel room and Dean Watling has his crap everywhere. He reckons he owns the joint. And I've had to go to the smallest crevice of the room to record this. <laughs> Dino, how are you? I'm going good. Danny, you look like you're not in a bathroom. You look like you're in a, a jail cell. Like you, you're just zooming out of some prison with your greens on. You just have you, have you made it through customs? You got into Melbourne, okay? Just. Um, <laughs> and to be fair, it was a debacle. Anyway, no one wants to hear about our crap. Let's go. Melbourne Cup 2023. I know we've spent hours and hours going through this since the barrier draws have come out, so I'm really keen to hear what you guys have to say. We'll go straight in your miracle order, straight off the top. We're going to go number one, Gold Trip Barry 2, J-Mac. Uh, $6. Lewis, let's kick off with you. Um, what are your thoughts on Gold Trip? Obviously, won the race last year. It goes up in weight. Talk to me. Do you like it? Yeah. Are backing it? No. No, I'm not backing it. Uh, it's in my exotics and uh, definite top 10, obviously. Um, but my concern for Gold Trip this year is the weight versus a pretty smart field. So... You know, no horse since Maccabi Viva, and then before that, since whoever it was back in whenever it was, I you know, probably should have these stats to hand, but I don't. Sorry, viewers. Uh, the point is that horses don't really do it. They can't really do it. And even though this horse is flying, I think it bumps into a really good Melbourne Cup field, perhaps stronger than previous years at the pointy end of the market, um, who are much better weighted and handicapped than it. So for me, it'll run well. It's got a good draw. It'll appreciate a hot speed. There's going to be a lot of speed on in this Melbourne Cup. Uh, but I just think the weight will bring it undone that last furlong compared to others, Dino. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's funny. It only goes up a kilo off last year's win, which you, you put it into context in your head and you think, oh, well, maybe that's not too bad. But then you forget what the conditions were last year. It was a soft to sort of heavy track. Um, the way the race was run, they sort of turned the Jets on, Timmy Clark aboard, um, Niles Order for the 600, just set up perfectly for the horse, probably even the 7-800, me and Mark Louie and Gano. So I think the biggest negative this year, though, is that gate, Louie, is going to be back towards the inside. Yes, you could save ground, but you're going to either have to get a dream passage through or you're going to have to go in and out of horses. And with a horse with weight, that's the last thing you want. You want a saloon passage, one run, you can't be sort of stop momentum, pick it back up with that sort of weight in the Melbourne Cup. So, Gano, I'm heavily against him this year. I think he's um, he'd probably drift and start longer. The only saving grace is if we get a thunderstorm two races before and absolutely pause, but um, not for me this year. 
Yes, with the player here, so first of all, we saw what you probably just best describe as a, a hot enough rail at Flemington on, on Saturday. So if we see that again, um, be interesting to see how positive they are uh, from that gate and how much tempo is put into the race. So there's, there's a fair bit to play out here um, in regards to speed maps that he can win. There's absolutely no doubt about it that he can win. I think he's going better than what, where he was last year, so I think that kilo is, you know, he'll be fine with that. It's just a question of whether he's going to have enough luck in run and what the tempo is going to be. Really, really intriguing horse. We're interested to see what the market does. Dino thinks that the market might spit it out. Uh, I, I think that it's probably going to start third favourites, whatever that looks like. Um, and I think you're right, Dino. I think the price difference, I've been saying it for weeks now, between without a fight and gold ship was just ludicrous. And I still think we'll see uh, without a fight start favourite. People keep telling me that I've, I've lost the plot, but... Hey, what would they know? Uh, number two here, Alan for Ollie. Jeez. Well, like, I, I'll say it. Like, I'll walk home. I'll we'll walk home from Flemington if uh, Alan Kerr gets the job done. Dino, any thoughts on this caliber? Is it any chance of running top 10? I think any uh, chance yeah. it has is probably gone now. It's got a stone bruise. I think they're going to reassess it tomorrow. Um, I'd love to see it go around Louis just for Damien Oliver's last ride, but um, I didn't think it had much of a chance prior to that sort of Shields report and don't think it has much of a chance posted either. No, not for me. Yeah, his it's, it's ratings were like, even his best, his preparation were nearly five lengths like off everything. It was just no. No. absolute pen job and they're betting $51. So, uh, you know, someone explain that to me. Um, number three, without a five mark, Sarah, barrier 16. Now, this is really interesting barrier for me. Um, you know, obviously probably would rather 10, 11 or 12, but do you think, I, I would suggest that 16 would be better than one, two, three or four. Uh, Dino, we didn't get much in depth review from Alan Kerr, so why don't you kick us off here uh, with, without a fight? Tell us your thoughts on this, Scalper. Yeah, we'll start with the speed, Matt. I think initially you probably saw gate 16, you thought, oh, no, um, that's probably not the best gate. But then you, you dissect this speed map, and the speed coming from out wide, Louis touched on it earlier, there's going to be strong speed up front, and it all generally comes from out wide. You've got Serpentine and Vorban, obviously set the speed up from the inside, but then you've got Magic Lagoon, right you are, um, break up interpretation, um, calipore potentially from out wide. So I think early the speed's going to be on, and I think without a fight, I can just tag off the back of those horses that are going to slide across and land in that three wide line. So I don't think it's as bad as it seems, and I much prefer a, her a horse out there building the revs, which we saw him doing at Caulfield Cup, uh, rather than being cluttered up inside and outside of horses. He does have to carry a little bit of weight, but not as bad as your gold trip. I think he's had the perfect setup, a strongly run Caulfield Cup, uh, brutal tempo, and he come out on top. That's the best acid test for a Melbourne Cup. He's got form overseas. He's won over 2,700 plus. Um, I think the dry deck's the biggest tick for him, and he's absolutely flying. Mark Zara, big-time jockey, jockey, obviously won the, the Melbourne Cup aboard um, gold trip last year, jumps up without a fight. So all big ticks for me, and he's in my top four, Louis. Yeah, I'm going to have to be against without a fight a little bit. Not um, going to you know go out and go crazy and make it the biggest lay of all time and blah blah blah. But I'm going to be against it. Twenty nine dollars, what? Well, no, <laughs> not, I'm not like you, mate. I don't know. I don't know if Kahuna's as big as yours, son. Um, oh, and also, I don't want to get sprayed on Twitter anymore. So I'm, oh, I'm, sorry, clear, I, I, I still got a message about it last week. Yeah, that'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so I'm seventh. Sorry. That's yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You you got it, you do, you got it right. You got it right. I was always with you, mate. Um, strong Caulfield Cup win, big margin spread indicates good form references, Dino said. My I'm gonna run through the negatives because Dino and I agree with a lot of your positives, but here here's the flip side of the coin. The kilo and a half penalty up to fifty six and a half. Um horses doing the double, getting a penalty, uh often 
down in the weights in the handicap. So going from 50 to 51, 51 to 52 and a half, up to 56 and a half with that penalty is a concern. Last year had a had the same draw. Draws one to the inside this time around. Beaten 21 length. You could say, okay, sure, the soft track was clearly not to its liking, and I would agree. But does that turn around a 21 length margin? I'd say no. Uh, it had a great run up on the speed with cover. It didn't have cover into the first turn, but that's a straight run. Got cover pretty soon after that. Um, and then ended up in the 1-1 at some stage and was beaten 21 lengths. I know it's probably going better, but I can't... I think hunting right, and especially in these big handicap races, it's all about taking the right price. The price that it's at now, I, I just don't think it is correct. Um or what I can see happening on one side of the flip of the coin. So, yeah, I'm not as keen. I know you guys are keen and a lot of others are keen. I'm not on that train. I really probably won't be backing it. It's a definite top 10 chance. But, yeah, no, in terms of winning, I, I actually don't think it can. Oh, I, like I think it. it's a. I think it's a good point you make, Louis. It's all about price in this game as well. I'd suggest that currently $6 for me, that's probably bottom dollar odds for me. has myself. to be. I wouldn't be taking six about it. I'd probably want... Seven or eight, Gano, which um, I think plenty of people might have taken. You won't get. You won't get more, yeah. With that, which is a good point. I, I yeah, I'd be interested to see which way the market goes. But I think Louis makes a good point. I, I did make a lot of ticks there, but price wise, I think you, I'd be wanting probably seven to eight dollars um, in the market to be backing it. There you go. All right. Um, yeah, I thought the horse will, will will start favourite for all the reasons why it would be pretty popular for what it did at the Caulfield Cup. Yes, goes up in weight. You just got to trust that it's going to handle a dry deck. We're going to get a dry deck. Uh, you've got to be able to forgive in this game. But he certainly wouldn't be my only bet. So put it that way. So I'm happy to have him on my side. But hey, well, the thing is here, and like the KB on this, I've had him on my side like at around like nine or ten dollars, right? So I'm still keen on the Galloper. I think you're right. Six six dollars is the right price. That's what I had him marked. So I was still happy. You know, if I hadn't had a bet, it was to continue without six dollars. Number four, breakup. Uh, I'll let you have a uh, let me know who's riding that horse, Louis. Uh, you're getting around the twenty dollar mark there. Uh, any thoughts on breakup? Yeah, Kelly yeah. Matsuyama. Yeah. Matsuyama. I should have possible relation. Golfers. Possible relation to What's the, the plot? <laughs> uh, golfer Matsuyama. So way, I bro. think it's a some kind of sniff for a top five. Don't think he can win, but. First up, died on its run in the Caulfield Cup. That was a pretty, what it would last run in June in the Tarazuka Kanen. Um, so that was a, a pretty long gap between runs. I think that's okay that it that it faded. Proven out to this trip, gets a dry deck, which for Japanese horses is yes. And form behind Justin Palace and Equinox is best in the world kind of form. And I think Japanese horses prove they're the best in the world. You saw. Obam Buramai, or Obi, as I started calling him because I couldn't be bothered to say that anymore, <laughs> um, come from the clouds and win uh, in Sydney on Saturday. So I think Barrier 18 is a, is a worry, but it's going, I think it's going to go well enough to be in that top five. Yeah, I think you're, you're wrong or you're doing so yourself a disservice if you fully assess it off its Caulfield Cup run. Louis made the mention, long time off, a similar setup probably to a romantic warrior, long time off, got eaten alive in a strongly run Turnbull. I think that's a really similar vein here with breakup. I think the big push too, Louis and Gano, his second up record's terrific. Two wins from four starts and is one that has proven 3,200-metre form over in Japan. And we know the Japanese, they love the 
the firm deck. They often handle it. I think that's a couple of big ticks for the horse. Gate 18 is the big knock, though, and probably due to that, it's probably one I'll probably stay out of Gunner. Yeah, I thought the horse was really good. I was hoping to get a better price because simply that second record just holds holds it nice and firm there. And as you suggested, the 3,200-metre um, run there, even though it would read in the form guides, well, 1 and 0, 0, 0, um, well, it's a lot better than that, as Louis stated. Righto, uh, let's go to the current favourite, Warman, Ryan Moore. On the drift, Lou, talk me through what you've seen today. This has been a very, very intriguing move. I think the more intriguing move is for the stable, mate. I'm not concerned Vorban is drifting because it was way, way, way <laughs> too short for a Melbourne Cup. Like three dollars thirty this morning. That is, that's ridiculous. Like, let's call a spade a spade. That is fair. How million. much? How much mug money has piled into that this morning on last night? Oh yeah, or, I it's or, no or money. No I, just money. I, it's... I think it's yeah. I, I think mug money. Unless it's huge, is not enough to to move a market, and the traders are, are smart enough to know that. I know, but my, the point being, you know, it's a Melbourne Cup. They might cop a hundred thousand at three twenty, and yeah, yeah, it's a good good place to start. Yeah, I think the barrier yeah. set it off just purely inside draw in every single race, even if it's a, a positive or a negative inside draws. If you draw that in a big grand final, so as soon as that barriers went out that's when the price moved and i think it's just got to its point now where no one's betting on it because who can take three to thirty in a yeah in a melbourne car that's i just think it's all fluff all around it like you said louis probably the, the move on the stable mate is what we'll touch on soon but that's probably yeah. a more significant move yeah i think i think well ben's still the winner and i think the price is better now we touched on taking the right price and that's exactly what you want to do william mullins has beaten the handicapper here a horse he's planned for two years upwards to bring to this race is a three-time Group One winner over the sticks. Comes to the flats, wins it's by seven and a half lengths over the stablemate at Ascot. Albeit margin probably should have been less, but not enough to go near turning the result. Then wins a Ballyroan running away from them. Willie Mullen says it is better than Max Dynamite, who is two-time placed in the race. It is a better horse, he says. Gets Ryan Moore, who just won a Breeders' Cup in America with one of the great rides you'll ever see. Comes from barrier three. It's up on speed. I, I honestly, apart from the price, which is now starting to correct, I am honest. I cannot find a single, a single negative with the horse. Not a single one. Yeah, you make a, a very good point. I think uh, it's funny. You sort of see the hype around this horse uh, throughout the Melbourne Cup Carnival and leading into doing the form. And straight away in my mind, without even sort of thinking about it, just the bias comes in thinking, okay, let's try to get this favourite feed. Everyone likes it. Let's get it beaten. The more I do the form, Louis, the more I come back to it. Obviously, a lot of people want to pot that it's been over the, the jumps and that sort of stuff, but it's a, it's a funny narrative. I spoke to Gano about this this morning. When Gay Waterhouse and Bjorn Bacon, those sort of trainers, want to get their stayers to lift and find some form, they put them over the hurdles or they put them over the jumps. They did it this week with yep. a horse in the midweek. So I think you agree um, that 7.5 length win at Ascot was terrific, albeit the stablemate should have finished closer. The stablemate, absurd, gets the two kilo swing. I don't think that's enough to turn around the result. My only jink uh, in the armour of this horse is a rock-hard Flemington deck. It's probably the only thing this horse hasn't seen. Yes, it wanted a good track at Ascot, but I doubt that's a good track um, compared to our good tracks that we've been seeing here in Australia. So that's my only jink in its armour. But like you mentioned, gets leaders back, probably tags Serpentine, comes off the bridle a long way out, but just keeps finding. I can't find any reason not to back it. And to be honest, I, I think it's sort of getting out to backable price now, Gunnar. Mm. The only chink in the armor that I see, gents, is uh, 
Howie parades in front of 100,000 people. I'd suggest it'd be a little bit different to what he's experienced so far down here uh, in his career and then so far obviously down here at Flemington or wherever or wherever he's been kept. I mean, I was at Flemington the other day for a jump out and he was pretty fiery then with, you know, maybe what, 400 people around. So he could absolutely turn it up and then all of a sudden you're $4.80. Mm-hmm. You could probably get seven dollars. Um, mm. What I would say is that I, I agree with the sentiment of a rock hard track. I, I have no idea. So there, there are my two queries: how the horse parades and the rock hard track. Now, does that mean that I'm being pretty deep to try and find a way to get the horse beat? Probably a little bit, but price sensitive. If you got around six dollars, like he's a bet, no matter what. You just have to. You just have to back that. What's he nearly? He's nearly five dollars now on on Sunday night. The fair chance yep. there. And something has something has to give here, right? So gold trip, we we're suggesting gold trip's gonna drift. We're suggesting that this horse might drift a little bit more. Well, without a fly has to be the one. They have to come with some, something. It's gonna have, you know, there's gonna have to be something's gonna have to firm. Or they all gonna drift. And a horse like uh Solcum or Absurd, who we're about to talk about, are they the two that really shorten the market? Louis, what are your thoughts on Solcum? Yeah, yeah. I, this is the other one I'm going to have a bet on in the race at a double-figure price. You know, you guys know I'm a big fan. If this horse somehow, by some divine miracle on Tuesday, can just jump with the field, it it can win, it, and, it, and it will go so, very close to winning. Louis on that blinkers came off. We had a jump out, and he jumped really, really well with the blinkers off the other day. Perfect. There you go, Punis, a bit of an inside scoop. See, thanks. He's, like, well now. he's got eyes coming out of the back of his head, this bloke. He's all over it. Um, yeah. Seriously, Craig Williams on. It goes very well. It's been running really well. Coming this preparation Maria, it was a huge. Sorry, Maria. Uh, Maria. Oh, sorry, Maria. Yeah, Maria, Maria. Craig. Well, I'll talk about Craig Williams in a second. By the way, because his ride on Bella Nipatina, even though we're not <laughs> doing a ride of the week this week, is the ride of the week. No, we'll the the week when, when we do Stakes Day, make sure you are subscribing because the Stakes Day would pop. So, Louis, as usual, has gone early. Yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Blink is off. Was really good in the Headley when resuming. Good in the Underwood. Good in the Turnbull. Um, game over in the Caulfield Cup, missing the start. If it jumps, I think the if the price you can get now, if it jumps, it, it, it should be shorter. It should be single figures. I'm keen. Dino? Yeah, I think it's probably rock bottom on for me to take that risk of a horse jumping because if you miss the kick, I think you've got absolutely no chance at all in this race. I'd probably want more than... $10 to be taking that risk. I know it made a jump with the blinkers off, but that's not with 100,000 people and probably not with 24 horses side by side. So I guess it's a positive that they do come off and it can jump. But in saying that, it's back towards inside. It's back marker. Even if it does jump, I think it's going to need a lot of luck to weave a passage. In saying that, I agree. It's a terrific horse. I'd love for it to get rid of those mannerisms and I think it'd be a top four chance. But just... I think gate speed and tactical speed in these races, Gano, is so crucial and it doesn't have any of that. Love it. Um, I've got a real opinion on the horse. I think without a fight, it's dusted at every start so far and I can't see there being any different uh, this time around. Like, so I can, yeah, sure, jumps better, but it's going to be, even if the horse jumps really well, it's still going to be beyond midfield. Uh, there's only thing beyond midfield um, against the rails, the place you're going to want to be at the 600 metres. As we know, you can't jump over them. Oh, they've got a magic man aboard, so... Yeah, that's it. Hey, he rode he five today and yesterday in Japan. He's so good. He's, that, well, that's, he's, that's the biggest tick for him, isn't it? Like, so the sportsman go, going from country to country, just showing <laughs> up and getting the job done. Like, yeah. There is yeah. very, very few sportsmen and yep. women that can just lob off an aeroplane in, in mm. any given sport. Like, mm. you can say golf, right? 
But even then, like, it's almost impossible. Mm. Tiger was probably the only one that could really do it. And they have practice rounds. Like, you don't get a practice round. <laughs> it was off the plane. And you don't yeah. get, like, you don't get to spin around six times or play six holes. Yeah. You, you just yeah. straight on the horse and win. So it's phenomenal. And it's, I don't, yeah, you rarely, really see any athlete do that. So full credit to Joe. Um, hopefully we don't mock him. Uh, absurd uh, for Zach Purton, another... Okay, well, we'd like to see Zach come back and produce a big one because he's popped a hiding on a few, or, you know, on a few um, platforms in regards to recent rides. I think he's uh, definitely one of the best riders in the world, and I think he'll get his chance to prove that aboard uh, absurd a horse that I'm. I, I quite like the chances of Lou just because of um, the barrier draw and the fact he'll get to show a turn of foot at some stage, and we know he's more than likely going to have a run running. Where the others, there might be theory on that. Um, you know, you think off there, and Louis got a nice little point about this horse as well. Yeah, well, the race intrigue is probably the, the marker move on this horse, but I'll, I'll let Louis touch on that. For me, I think he's going to be the big firmer in this race. We've already seen him firm in the market, but I think they've just absolutely missed him purely in the fact of all the media tensions about Vorben, who he's been sitting off the back of in his um, sort of jump outs or track work, and I think he's been going terrific. They know he can get keen, so they've slotted him in behind there. Gate eight. Uh, we talk about this all spring and horses that get the best run in the biggest races often win. And I think he's going to get the best run in transit here. I know we got beaten 7.5 lengths against Vorbin, um, obviously at Ascot. That was on a good track, they said. I'd go off times and probably say it was the worst side of a good track. Uh, he got a long way back there, spotted him sort of five, six lengths in the run and sort of ended up that way. Gets two kilos off, gets a better run in transit, gets Zach Purden aboard. Um, I think that Absurd Louis is in the top four chances for me and he's a massive hope in this race. Yeah, it's. I was keen to say no and I'm just starting to have to reevaluate the money. Well, I sent it to you, but it's $21 into $12 or something. Like In, t- in terms of like genuine percentage, that's a, that's, a, that's a move. That's not just a tighten it in a roll 51 into 31 or something. Like this is, something's going on here and, and I don't know what it is. Vorban dusted it in the e-ball, but should have settled close up. Yes, it's been going okay in, in the track work, but Vorban dusting it there as well. Mate, honestly, uh, who cares? Like, is anyone that could, like, they don't pay you to track work. It means absolutely, it means nothing, and it's just Well, like, I, I don't think, I, don't, I, dis- I have to disagree. I don't think it means nothing at all. I think it's how what the is. horses are. How the horses are going, how the horses are working. Yeah, he they're not out there to race he each other. He's behind him. He jumped out and sat 10 lengths off him. It's not like they went out together. Yeah. yeah, but he's not I making thought, ground on him either, is he? And none, I, I, he fact, I just to. don't think. Yeah, I, I, okay, I'll take your point, but I, I think that Vorban's going better than it in the work that is publicly seen. Um, so I just I don't get why it's so firm now in the market, and that Vorban is drifting. Well, I, I don't, I don't get it. The market opens and they've stepped in. So what is it? Read between the lines, Lou. Do you reckon that it's, do you reckon it's stable money? Like that's a that's a fair amount of money in a race like this. For the horse to move that much, and it has to have come from the right place. Yeah, no, and I know, and I agree with that, but I just I can't see how. But obviously, I'm not, I'm not in the stable, so I'm, <laughs> what, what, what would I know? That ain't my stable. Yeah, yeah, it must be the stable. I think the horse is got a huge chance, can we? Let's move on to number eight, right? You are, oh, it's actually really gutsy last start, Jets. Uh, mm, uh, can right you are win, and if we can't win, nice and quick, what, what position do you have at running? No, can't win. Can finish top half, 12. Really? Yep, was really good in the Caulfield Cup, uh, but I don't think it'll win. Back on Absorb, one uh, last thing I'll add to run the E-ball, uh, won the E-ball in its last start, Hybrid City and Purple Moon have both come out of the race, Gunner, to run second in the Melbourne Cup. Beautiful. 
And right, you are. Any any opinions on where it would finish? Uh, I think uh, top half for sure. I think it's a gutsy on pacer, but probably doesn't have the brilliance to win a Melbourne Cup. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't have a place for it in my top ten. Uh, Val and Declare a horse. People have been talking up a few um, smart tips for smart partners out there, suggesting this horse can get the job done again. It's been a while between drinks, but uh, Billy Egan, Danny O'Brien, Barry Nineteen's back against the wall here. I can't possibly have it, Dino. Yeah, I think it's a big chance. I think it was really game in the Mooney Valley Cup, three wide the entire trip. I think the biggest stick this year is the dry deck. Copped the, the rain last year, which is heavily against it, but I think the horse is absolutely flying. And Gate 19 is a massive query, though, Luis. I think that's the, the chink in its armour, but I would not be surprised if this horse won this race. Yeah, out of the remainder of the horses we haven't touched, and I can save you all some time, this is the only other one I want to make mention of. Vow and Declare, they'll be having something on. I think it's flying. Uh, it only rises one kilo from when it won the race four years ago, which is some kind of effort, like the fact Strange, that it's even it? here, uh, again, in another Melbourne Cup. Uh, the two runs it's had this, uh, sorry, the three runs it's had this preparation, it was good in the Underwood. Uh, in the Might and Power, the tempo was so strong, and it was appreciated by that tempo, but it flew home. It's coming off a run in, in, a, in a fast run race. It's going to get a similar setup here with a fast run race. Um, and then, as you mentioned, Dino was was really gallant and tough in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup when wide and just not really suited. I, I think it's a perfect setup. You know it's going to get 3,200 metres with any kind of luck from Barrier 19, which is an obvious, obvious negative. But with any kind of luck from out there, if this horse crossed the line first, I really wouldn't go, well, mm. I didn't see that coming. I, I no. seriously can see some kind of world where this horse wins the race again. And so out of the rest that we haven't touched on it, it would be the only other one at a price that I'd have something on each way. Unbelievable. Boys both like it. Interesting. I think it'll be one of those ones, Louis, if it does win, I'll, I'll probably kick myself and go, like, it was the riding on the Should have had something, like, should yeah, have had yeah, something yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, seriously, like, it, 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 yeah. It wouldn't surprise to see it bob up. All right, fellas. So if you both give round a clear chance, you have to give Cleveland a chance. No, probably the opposite. Uh, no. The gates, probably it's a jink. Uh, yes, it was good last start, but I think that's been one good run. Only four doors down, mate. Yeah, well, you've got to make a case for him. I think Van de Clare's probably ticked the box over there. Cleveland, yes, goes good, but I think he's too inconsistent for me. Gate 23, uh, he's probably got to roll forward. I think he's uh, another jink in him, but if I had to take any of them, I think Van de Clare's a better horse for me, Louis. Yep, what, what he said. Uh, I'll try to get you on board. <laughs> no, just can't have it. Uh, Ash run uh, wasn't bad, and it's on cups. Had a long, long time off. I thought this horse was probably one that's from left field that could really improve here and run a career peak after that really long break. You get around fifty-one dollars. Any of those sort of uh, exotic markets, you know, top top four, top five exotics, I'd be very happy to include from that barrier draw. But it wasn't a spectacular Geelong Cup run, but I know the stable were quite bullish on the horse. They're the best staying training stable. In the country, I won't go as far as say the world because the Tom seems to do a pretty good job of it, but mm-hmm. definitely in Australia. And I just think it's a I, – I, like, I, I can't really see a scenario where he wins. I don't think he's quite there, but I can definitely see a, a scenario where he runs you know, into one of those holes, Luke. Yeah, uh, three years off the scene, so it's just incredible that he's just run second in a, in a Geelong Cup, but I don't think that's the form this year. Yeah, he's an eight-year-old. The, the ticks on paper are he's just, uh, trained by Myron Hustis and he's got um, Kieran McAvoy in the, the saddle who's obviously won a fair amount of these Melbourne Cups. In saying that, uh, blanket finish in the Geelong Cup. I don't think it's the form line, get it? Beautiful. We're going to throw three runners at you, Jen. Stark, Sweet Junior, Akita Sushi and Shiraz. Can any of them finish in the top half of the field? And if you say yes, why? Uh, 
No, thank you. Respectfully. No, no. I won't. No. We were running about five minutes behind and we just made up, uh, <laughs> made up four minutes and 59 we're seconds. We're stuck back on the inside. Yeah. So we're back. <laughs> uh, number 15 here, Louis. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the pronunciation of this, please? I'm going to go with Las Tochka. Las Tochka. Oh, I love it. He's too good, uh, Louis. That is good. En France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were all the amount of people that were trying to avoid Oban Burma on the weekend. Like, it was just phenomenal. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> number 12, like, Ashford had Ashford <laughs> off the beat. I had four off the beat. Like, that's just like, it's just like, oh, number, this number 12, like, fellas, come on. Yeah, there's, well, um, I, I won't give anything away, but there's a tip in the VRC Oaks that even I can't pronounce coming up later on. So, there is one going around the coast. Uh, it'll go forward. Yeah, it's going to go forward. So, says the camp, yep. McPrice, uh, French Mayor. Who I, I I don't really know the French form. Like I can't read it. Like I can go and look at the UK form and try and weigh things up. I think if it'll go forward from the wide draw and have a tough run into the first turn and maybe take a while to get a spot, it will feel the pinch at the end of the race. Yep, agree. It's going to go forward lightweight. I think that's going to be the big concern. I think you'll know if his horse can probably match it with him after 200 metres. For me, no. I don't think its French form is strong enough to win a race. I'd be more so looking, like you said, Louis, UK-Irish type of form to, to win a race like this. So no for me, Gano. Is there any horses here that aren't going forward? Like, fair income. Yeah, I know. Like, that's, yeah, serious. Like, I, like hot the, tempo. The, any horses here that can go forward that aren't, like, obviously, Solcom's not going forward because it can't, and without a five, most likely probably won't this time around. But there's a lot of speeds, a lot of lightweight horses rolling forward this time around. Mm. And I think there's a, you know, we talk about the speed map, and sorry to take intermission on our tips here for our punters, but it's worth bringing out. There could be a lot of lightweight chances, chances that are coming backwards at the six, six to 800 meter mark, falling back in laps. And, that's why I'm taking the angle of wide barriers here this time around. You got to have an angle, you got to have an edge. Hoping that's mine, but I think scenario we could see. Would you you guys see that unfolding at all? I'll oh, say, Gano, that without a fight in terms of a map run, especially if that does happen, horses falling back, it's the one that's just going to blend in midfield, come out towards the middle of the track, which looked like the place to be in the straight races mm-hmm. on Saturday. But you just had to get there, didn't you? That was a challenge. Yeah, yeah you just had to get there. But if in the big field when they fan. It'll be away from the trouble and blending in. It's it's going to get a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas. So that's uh, that's that. You got Magical uh, Lagoon and her horse, which I believe that will also roll forward at one hundred and fifty one dollars. Uh, so we can shoulder his arms out and like pull me up if I got that wrong. Military mission yeah. for Dino's girl Rach. Um, look, it's really been really good. Two of its last mm-hmm. three starts. Draws barrier five. Like I know that it's Gary and Adrian's sort of MO to send them forward. I really hope they just say to Rachel, just ride this scalloper um, where it jumps. Just let it get into a rhythm, um, let him do his thing, and then see what he's got left. So I don't want them to be progressive here, Dino. Would you, obviously, you might be doing some help here. Would you share my sentiment? Yeah, well, I think you go back and look at its Newcastle Cup win and that's exactly what happened. Settled midfield, tracked a good speed and showed a turn of foot. It's probably the one of a few Waterhouse and Bot runners that he's better suited, probably ridden with a sit. Um, gate five, it reads well, but then you do the speed map and it's a little bit tricky. He's probably going to be pushed to the fence, three, four pairs back. It's going to need an out. I think the best case scenario for it is to sort of settle one off the rail in that mid- wheel, uh, midfield sort of line. Valve example, you can maybe find the back of Vauban, but I think it's in terrific form. Can it win a Melbourne Cup? Um, I think it's a, a definitely a top half chance, Louis. 
Yeah, going really well. Going really well. So a definite, yeah, yeah, top half chance for sure. Yeah, if they ride it uh, conservative, conservatively enough in the back half or the middle of the field, I think it's a big chance that I've just had an absolute mare for the fifth time today. Uh, <laughs> serpentine on top, Jai uh, McNeil. Do we see a, uh, a Jai McNeil special? Same colours. Yeah. What was the horse, Dino? Twilight Payment. Jeez, you're good. You're sharp. Yeah, Do you think we're going to see a similar, <laughs> a similar uh, setup here, Dino? Any Jai McNeil vibes coming your way? Well, it's interesting. We all speak about this speed, but can Jai sort of punch up? He's going to probably lead on this horse. Uh, Kenny's already worrying them all out of it. They might all roll forward. And then I think a lot of them will you juice up early to get to the front. So down the back straight, I think everyone's going to be dropping anchor and trying to conserve. So he's probably the horse that won't use energy early and he can take advantage of that. I think he is the best roughy of the race. He was beaten 5.9 lengths by without a fight in the Q22. Drops uh, five and a half kilos off that. He was beaten... 2.1 lengths in the Bart Cummings. He drops three kilos off the back of future history there. Um, and they've saved him for this race. And interesting to hear the stable at the start of the year when they had White Marlin in work and Goldman, who were the top two on the market in early futures market. And Gay was asked, who's your best Melbourne Cup chance? And she said, um, without flinching, Serpentine. So I think he's the best rough in the race. He has all the moles in the legs. He's got the beautiful on pace pattern. Um, I think he's definitely a top four chance for me, Louis. Yeah, my only, I completely agree with you. My only little niggle with that is the Q22, where it was beaten by without a fight, albeit a different weight scale here. That was 2,200 metres, and it went just too hard in front. I There's a genuine chance that that could happen again if it's going to lead in, yep. a, in a hot tempo race from barrier one over 3,200 metres this time. So, uh, yeah, the, the speed on paper up front is my little concern. But, um, yeah, a, a good rough hope. Well, credit to Liam Howley getting virtuous circle here, but uh, from what we saw in the Geelong Cup, highly unlikely that horse can get anywhere near them. But best of luck to them, and I hope they can find a way. I think it might be a horse that would be better suited on a, on a wet, a very wet deck as opposed to a, a dry track. So, if you've got anything else to add on that, Gallop, we'll just keep moving on, lads. But more felons is an interesting runner. So, he did meet the. Um, he did meet, was that absurd? And the man? Yes. Uh, I think it means, I think it's tw- carries 12 kilos less in that race this time around. It's got a 11 and a half, if you want to be exact. Well done. No, and that's very Love important. It. <laughs> it's very important. Half kilo over 3,200. Yeah, yeah, very. We could all do with losing half a kilo. Um, <laughs> or, or, or maybe five and a half. Speak for yourself. Nice, mate. Fair dinkum. Your mirror must be broken. Um, Jamie Carr's on. You know, she's returned to a little bit of form. You know, this this could be the ride that really gets her back in. And, and speed map-wise for me, Jens, this is a horse where I think, okay, well, lightweight, I just hope they're nice and patient. I do hope they flop out the back and, and sort of find it, you know, beyond midfield and, and, and hope that, that he can power over the top. Like, can he win? I'm not too sure about if he can win, but I know that I'm going to have something small on him and I'll be adding in all exotics and I'll have a place. His second out record, three, uh, three goes, two wins and a, and a second. So no knocking him there. And he's, he's running the Geelong Cup suggested 3,200 metres is going to be absolutely ideal. Jamie Carr, Chris Waller, $31 um, with Tab by, I think he might be the forgotten horse. And the way that they're betting these days, like on the totes and stuff, you could easily get like 40 bucks this horse, I think. And, um, you know, who's to say that, that, that you know, more felons can't run a race, Louis? Have I lost the plot? 
Nope, nope, I agree. But if it is a stupid double-figure price like that, uh, it's definitely one to include. But Jamie will have to be at her best and some, I think, from that draw. Albeit, I take your point, flop out, find a position with a hot speed. You'll probably slot in somewhere. But, gee, even still, you'll be spotting horses like Vorban, absurd, without a fight, mm. a start, and then you've yep. got to get past them. So... And that's it, and that's that. There lies a challenge, right? You're going to you're going to get an absurd amount of speed on, and um, you're going to need luck. But uh, what you're going to need for a horse like this to win is the others to be very unlucky. Yeah, yeah I think uh, weight drop is one thing. You still got to have the ability to win the race. I think that's it. You got to weigh up here. I think uh, you can't give him a start in a, in a Melbourne Cup too far. So I know, I hope it for probably flops out the back, but you don't want it dead last. On the outside. In saying that, gate twenty-four. There's no real pressure. You can't. You, you, if it goes no good for you, I guess you just blame it on the gate. So I think it's just upside from there. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're all going to be charging out early. There, there might be gaps, you know, and there probably there's always gaps somewhere. And you, the, the, the horses that tend to settle last are the ones that are sitting midfield or just for the midfield, and they're three and four wide, and then they panic. So if, if Jamie's patient and just you know scoots across to the rail or, or the back there, she might all of a sudden be two or three pairs um, in front of the back markers and two or three pairs more forward than what the envisions come, um, you know, or what the map might look like. But, you know, interesting runner. Definitely needs everything to go as right. Needs the right rate check, right? Of course, it needs the right rate check. Future history is an interesting horse. You've got Holly Doyle there. Um, do you know any chance this galloper? It's an interesting year where there's not that horse that we're speaking on that beat the handicap. There's no uh, four-year-old Northern Hemisphere horse that's beaten the handicap. I think this is probably the horse in the race that has. Uh, terrific in winning the Bart Cummings over the 2,500 metres. Um, then was purely there for a tick-over run in the Mooney Valley Cup. Drew a good gate and the tactics were, let's ride it quiet. So that just screams to me. We're there to get miles in his horse's legs. We don't want to win, so we don't get a penalty into the cup. Let's stay at 50 kilos with Holly Doyle. So I think it's going terrific. Um, I think it's got enough ability, a lovely gait, that 13 that suits the, the speed map we're speaking of. Um, the trainers that won it last year, I think there's a lot of ticks for this horse. Um, and you're probably getting a, a big enough price. It's starting to get a little bit too long in the market at the moment, Louis. Yeah, interesting runner, going well. It got beaten by young Verda three starts ago. <laughs> oh, man. I'm pretty sure I... And that's with respect. Year's, I tipped in last year's Melbourne Cup, that, like amongst a few others. I tipped that awesome. That's with respect to young... Respect to the great and mighty and powerful young Verda, but it carried 54 and a half lead and got run down, run down by it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, not for me. It's interesting. You, you, like, you've got to take a stance, right? And, and there's like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to pen future history. I'm willing to pen serpentine, similar form lines. I'm willing to uh, pen found, declare, and willing to um, pen Cleveland. If you pen all of those, then all of a sudden you, you, you're not playing with 12, 12 runners anymore. And that's... Sort of what I've done, I've just penned those four lines and worked around those. So you just got to have an angle as well. You can box 18 horses for a trifecta and you'll lose around it a bit. But uh, interpretation here, any chance that's? No, I think the bottom two are uh, uh, no for me, Louis. Yeah, no, but Tao Nugent Ooh. does love this race. And weirdly, not weirdly, he's a, he's a great rider, but for, he does for love a. love this race. Yeah, I was going to say, which shot? Yeah, you're going to understand this is all. Loves. Well, I'm sure a, a jockey who had a ride in it might love it, but he got put it on 201 shot and flopped out the back and was beaten at the 600 metre mark. Probably didn't get off and go, that was the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Theo Nugent 
has run fourth and third in his two runs in it. So he, he's got, he, I don't know, he, he likes this. He turns it on for this race. Great taken. Um, Great taken. Yeah, but no, 22, 23, 24 can't win for me. Yeah, um, barely, barely won the other day, and God bless it, it did. Uh, Calipore, um, every possible, Zach Lloyd, Barrier 14, another horse that's going to go forward. It's fair and scary. And True Marvel, $151 for ben, Benny Thompson. Uh, it could also go forward too, True Marvel, up to 3,200 metres, not kidding. Right, it's, it's, at, it's at fourth in the Sydney Cup when it runs Yeah, seven. I was going to say. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Incredible. So there's a lot of speed here. Um, Dino, kick us off with your top four selections for the Noble Cup. Yeah, top four. Do you, you probably want them in order? Um, well, the order's yeah, going to be generally speaking. That's the place to start. First to <laughs> fourth. Oh, this is hard. I a little bit plays out. I think uh, market wise, I'm going to. I got Warband definitely on top in this race, but betting wise, I'm going to wait until the yard. I think we won't get any shorter than what he is at the moment. You make a good point. I think yard wise. Um, he's crucial for that horse. In for second, absurd. I think he's the the horse that I really want to take the price at the moment. Um, I love the setup, love the map. I think he can turn and get really close to Vorban here, and if not, win. Um, in for third, I've got Willie out of fight. Gets the run of the, or not the run of the race, but a terrific run out wide. Yes, he has to carry weight, but I think he's horse that can carry weight. Fourth up, and I think he's been perfectly placed. And in for fourth, Serpentine. I thought he is the best roughy in the field. So that's the top four. I'll be taking them in exotics, um, backing probably the latter three now when waiting for Vorban in the yard, Louis. Yep, I'll preface that by saying the same as Dino. This is not betting per se. There's a lot to go under the bridge yet and, and the yard yes. is crucial. But in terms of top four numbers, five, Vorban on top for reasons mentioned. To beat nine, Val and Declare, who I think is the best ruffy in the race and is going really well. The f- Mm, these last two I'm kind of I'm tricky on (laughs) tricky on these last two I'll go I'll go seven absurd for third pick and three without a fight for fourth and I can't believe I'm leaving out Sulcum of those top four Mm. who I could easily put in for either of the last two it's all junior without a fight anyway now Louise interesting (laughs) Um, since we've started filming this absurd was uh, 15s Still, 15s available now. Are 13s and 12s. Like the money, the money's still coming on Sunday night. It's quite yeah. actually lot. take take without a fight out. I want Solcom in for fourth. Sorry, Lucas already Lucas already entered that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> repeat your numbers no for, that, for those no who are bets. home that are very very confused by your antics, Louis. Can you repeat your numbers first to the fourth? Yes, sure. Vorban to be, uh, number five. Vorban to beat number nine. Bound to Claire. Absurd in for third. Solcom in for fourth. So. Five, nine, seven, six. Very good. Uh, I'll go without a fight on top. Absurd in there for second. Break up third and four band for fourth. I think they're clearly the top four there. Two other runners that I thought were were over the odds and could run a whole or definitely good for five like Ashran and more felons. Make sure you're subscribing. We've got an Oaks um, all-in coming up and we also have a Stakes Day all-in. It's going to be uh, even bigger, better and stronger than this one. Louis, thank you so much. Dino, you're a star. Thanks, boys. Thanks, fellas. Good luck. Good luck.